Welcome to For Such A Time As This, a podcast from St Nick's in Durham. A chance to explore what does Lent mean for us in 2021. Each week we will take a theme and explore what it means in such a time as this. Welcome to this week's In Such A Time As This. I'm Sarah and today I'm going to be chatting with Dave Lucas about the subject of joy. Before we go any further... Let's just take a moment. We step away from our busyness, calm our hearts, quiet our minds, help us to be still. Thank you that you have been with us in everything we have already done today and will be with us in everything we still have to do. May you speak to us and bless us as we explore how we can find joy at such a time as this. So David, it is great to be chatting to you today. I have had a nice day despite fairly miserable weather. I've been out walking in the snowdrops and that made me really happy. I wonder what makes you happy? I think Sarah, things that make me happy simple um doesn't take much to make me happy i love a good pizza uh i love uh, to be able to put my feet up at the end of the day uh i really love when the kids go to bed um and i love when they come to see us in the morning uh simple things like that i would agree with that with the kids going to bed although as they get older the bedtime gets later and later and later doesn't it <laughs> so the happiness does, gets then... later and later and later and i and i'm with you with the pizza isaac made pizza for us all yesterday we all chose our own different pizza and it was absolutely fabulous so i What's wonder how how you found the last year in terms of happiness because it's been a tough year, hasn't it? Um, what's what's brought you happiness in the last year? Has it still been those same simple things? Yeah, uh, the last year has been really interesting, to say the least. Um, at first, at the beginning of lockdown, it was it was wonderful. Um, you know, you, you'd look outside and and the birds were chirping and the flowers were popping out and uh, and so forth and and uh, everything just kind of stalled. Uh, and that was lovely. It was lovely for a time, but you know, as we all got used to it. Um, we started to fill that time and such. I think over the last year, what's made me happy uh, have been those moments instead of being able to go out and and, uh, and have those moments of silence, have those moments away. Um, don't get me wrong. I love being with my family, uh, but I also love being away from them at times and uh, and such. It's also an interesting thing to be able to, to get a job done and, uh, and those moments when we're able to sort of accomplish something, uh, even in these times that are so, so crazy, to be able to accomplish something is made that much harder. So um, the, the sort of satisfaction of being able to finish some job or something is, 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 is lovely. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's been a struggle for me over the last year is missing out on that sense of accomplishment of, of of feeling like you're doing something. And when you're stuck at home, it felt like you weren't actually achieving anything for large swathes of time. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it has been a tough year, hasn't it, to to find the happy moments, um, to dig for that joy. But it it has yeah. been beautiful at times, hasn't it, when you when when you've had those moments? Absolutely, yes. You mentioned uh, dig for joy and happiness. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Could I ask you uh, 
what is your, how would you define joy? How would you define happiness? Uh, turn the tables and I'll ask you a question. You've, t- you've, you've put the vicious question back to me now, haven't you? I, it's really, ha- it's really hard, isn't it? I think happiness is a, is a, is a state of mind, isn't it? It's a temporary, it, but it can be a temporary thing. You can, your happiness levels can go from high to low, to high to medium to low. It, it just goes up and down, doesn't it? I think depending on what's happening to you at that moment. But I think joy is something that undergirds that, wow. isn't it? I, th- I, I think if you, if you are trusting in God, if you are content with yourself, with who you are as a child of God, I think that can give you this, this sense of joy that can, it, it, it stays there, doesn't it? Even when it's, even when things can be really tough. I think that joy can just kind of be that residual thing that that carries you through. Uh, I think that would be my understanding. I'm sort of watching your body language and, and he, even how you're talking, and uh, it sort of it seems like you're saying that joy is something even baser, something more foundational in a way. Is, is that is that a wrong assessment of of, of things or? I think I would absolutely agree with that. And I think podcasts are rubbish, aren't they, for not being able to see body language or people's pets in the background or whatever is going on. Um, But, yeah, no, I think it is something baser, isn't it? It's something which you can base your life upon. Um, And I think also sometimes you see that, don't you? I mean, I know you've you've lived, haven't you, in in places in Latin America. You've spent periods of time with people who have nothing, um, which isn't something I've really experienced, but I, I, I remember hearing you talking in the past about joy in, in that kind of context. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you for reminding me, actually. That, that's wonderful. In those sorts of contexts where um, really people don't have, have anything, in poverty, um, in those sorts of situations where I was in Honduras, um, People, have, people who have nothing, who, who an entire family of six or something like that, live in a shack, their bedroom, their kitchen, their living room, everything, um, without you know, a real floor or anything. I just was astounded by how much joy uh, they had. Uh, and it was really surprising to me coming from North America and we have, you know, we have our, our fluorescent lights and we have our, our, our pizza ovens. We have, we have everything at our fingertips. Um, and yet these people who have nothing seems so much happier and this this sort of sense of joy that uh, that exuded from them um, now these were these were these were people that uh, that certainly they had a faith um, and at the time when I uh, when I was meeting with them I was brand new Christian and and it was really surprising to me and I saw this undergirding of joy that these people of faith had um, that amidst their poverty they they um, they just exuded this and it was it was um, it was a lesson for me yeah, and a real sense of thankfulness for what they have. And I think maybe that's greater. Is almost in people who have less, maybe they're more thankful for what they do have. Then we, we, we just get so used to all the stuff around us, don't we? And we just take it for granted. I think thankfulness Absolutely. is a, I think thankfulness is a really important thing. And it's been interesting over the last year seeing lots of people from all walks of life on, on, on Facebook talking about thankfulness and people having these jars where they put in things they're thankful for till the jar fills up. And I think within the church, we talk a lot about thankfulness, but that, but that I think people have realized that actually being thankful, whether you have a faith or not, whether you believe in God or not, 
it, it makes you happy it, it, or it brings you joy. It, it's what we need. Yeah. It's <laughs> a yeah. is thankfulness. So would you see a relationship between thankfulness and joy? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, as you were talking, I, I immediately went to, um, I was thinking about when my first child was born. Um, and um, when my wife, you know, she's in labor for 11 hours, it was, you know, quite difficult. Um, but sort of that, that sense of relief and that sense uh, of thankfulness that everyone was okay at the end. Um, and certainly there was a sen- this real sense of joy at the end. And, and it was all wrapped up, all this emotion all wrapped up in one. And um, that is definitely a time that I could, you know, say I experienced joy, um, that this was not just mere happiness um, and absolutely thankfulness and relief and all of those things were wrapped up uh, in this, in this wonderful moment um, that's palpable almost. You could, you could, you could, you could hold it in your hands in a way. Um, uh, this experience, it was lovely. Fantastic. And that's a really special time, isn't it? A, a beautiful time, but it, sometimes it can be hard to hold on to the joy when times are dark, can't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, how do you think we can hold on to the joy when times are dark? Mm-hmm. I've, I've been asking myself that question quite a bit uh, this last year. Um, you know, thing, things, things are dark. Um, things have been dark. Um, and in many ways, I don't know if they're getting necessarily better. Um, but how to, how to hold on to that? And I, I wonder, this is where my mind has been going, but my, I've been wondering if it's been a matter of um, owning it. Um, you know, we've, we have talked about uh, how this season has been an extended Lenten period in many ways. Um, where we've been forced to give up something, uh, forced to give up so, so much. And, uh, and I don't think that's a false comparison. Um, but I think in this season, um, owning it and doing it intentionally might be the avenue to, um, to maybe coming to joy. That is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. And it kind of ties in with what I was thinking about in a, in a book I read, which is Anne Voskamp's book, 1000 Gifts. I don't know if you've read it at all. Um, probably more popular in female Christian circles. It's more of a women's book, possibly in many ways. But she talks about um, writing down and, and, and she tries to write down a thousand gifts, a thousand things that she is thankful for. And I think sometimes at the end of a day, that's um, can, can feel like dredging. Some days it's easy, isn't it? You can, you can come up with a huge list of the snowdrops, the sunshine, the rainbow. But equally, it can, it can be hard on other days. Um, today, it's like I had a, gr- a horrendous drive in the car. Our car was basically giving up the ghost and it was, it was awful. And I was physically shaking when I got home because it was such a stressful, stressful, stressful drive. And it can be hard, can't <laughs> it, to, 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 to be focusing on the joy. So instead of that bit, I'll remember the nice walk I had before I got back in the car to drive back home. Um, So I think you're right. It is an active remembering and an active focusing, isn't it? I think that helps us with the joy. I'll tell you what, another brilliant book I read. Uh, I don't know if you've encountered it. I read it in May. I was looking back through my journal to work out when did I read this book? So May was probably the right time to read this book. It was the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu 
and it's called the book of joy and it is just absolutely fabulous i think i might read a quotation out from it at the end um because aren't they two of the most joy-filled people on the planet and, and absolutely and it, and it was just it was just a brilliant brilliant book and they, they kind of meet each other and they have this conversation all around the topic of joy so i would definitely recommend that but i think you're absolutely right that sometimes it's it's that actively pursuing it isn't it and deciding i'm i'm going to focus on the joy i'm going to dig in for it i think again absolutely. terminology again uh i wonder now is there a particular bible verse which speaks to you about joy. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, there is a Bible verse. Uh, There's a Bible verse that I have in mind. Um, One of my favorite ones is actually uh, the story, you might know it, uh, story of the good father, uh, story of the lost son, prodigal son, um, many different names. Luke chapter 15. Uh, I love that story. Uh, I come back to it again and again. And... uh, um, and I think it's actually been speaking to me quite a bit over these last months as well, um, you know, as we've been sort of in the wilderness. And if you remember the story, it goes, you know, the son, he, he goes and he squanders his father's inheritance. He goes out and he, you know, he's, he's living his life the way that he wants to live it and, and, uh, and squanders everything uh, in poor living. And uh, one day at the bottom, uh, he sort of wakes up and, and recognizes his own poverty, his own, his own, uh, ridiculous situation he's gotten himself into, uh, that the world has put him into. Whatever the situation it is, he realizes I need to go back to my father, and um, I need to go back to my father is what he needs to do. So on his way back, uh, his father uh, he sees him from afar and he runs to him, and I just see that as a moment of incredible joy, um, and in many ways I see that as a as a moment of of this, I don't know, this year of Lenten uh, nonsense that we've been in. Um, waking up and recognizing our own, our own, our own poverty in this way, uh, and then coming back to the Father and just this incredible moment of, of joy that uh, that comes from that uh, joy from the Father, joy, joy for the Son, the servant witnessing all of this joy as he as he stands by uh, the Father and and, and serves him. Um, there's just joy all around in that moment. Uh, and they have a celebration, don't they? So that one has been speaking to me lately. That is fabulous. And that actually leads in really well to the quote I was going to read from that book, from, from okay. Desmond Tutu. Uh, it's a prayer. It's a prayer, basically, uh, that he prays right at the end of, uh, of, of, their, of their meeting between the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And this is what he prays. It's a blessing. Dear child of God, you are loved with a love that nothing can shake. A love that loved you long before you were created. A love that will be there long after everything has disappeared. You are precious with a preciousness that is totally quite immeasurable. And God wants you to be like God, filled with life and goodness and laughter and joy. God, who is forever pouring out God's whole being from all eternity, wants you to flourish God wants you to be filled with joy and excitement and ever longing to be able to find what is so beautiful in God's creation, the compassion of so many, the caring, the sharing. And God says, please, my child, help me, 
help me to spread love and laughter and joy and compassion. And you know what, my child? As you do this, hey presto, you discover joy. Joy which you had not sought comes as the gift, as almost the reward for this non-self-regarding caring for others. Mm. Isn't that just beautiful? Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you, what, I met Desmond Tutu once. He came to my college when I was studying as an undergraduate. <laughs> and honestly, he totally just radiates that that joy it, 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 it is absolutely incredible the man is is fabulous but I, I loved your story there the prodigal son is just a beautiful beautiful story of God's love for us isn't it so I think we're coming to an end there and I guess my question to you everybody who's listening to this podcast would just be what are you going to do this week to cling to joy because sometimes that we have that's what we have to do, isn't it? Is just to cling to it when it's hard hard to find, to cling to joy in the midst of the difficulty and challenge that is 2021. Thanks for being with me, David. It's been fantastic. Lovely to be with you, Sarah. Thank you. Mm-hmm.